0: Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com.
1: Could it be that some of you are not acquainted with the story of Rudolph? Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear.
2: Rudolph, David knows me. We- Shiny
3: <laughs> and if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. <laughs> a ball reindeer, you know
1: you're the mastermind. Santa can't object to you now. From now on, dang, we won't
4: let Rudolph join in any reindeer
1: games, right? <laughs> now, what I'm trying to say is, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Sure. Oh. And now two people who have never played in any reindeer games
5: it's Bob and Sherry I don't know who else watched it but Rudolph was on tv last week I think it was last Tuesday night and of course you can pull it up on YouTube and watch it anytime you want it's one of my favorite things ever since I was a little little kid that silly claymation stop action rank and bass Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and I have I've had so many experiences with it like I loved it as a kid, and then I watched my brothers' children love it as a kid, and then I had children of my own. And um, the first time I let my daughter Olivia watch Rudolph, uh, there was she had never seen a McDonald's commercial before, and so when Ronald McDonald came on the screen, she thought he was part of Rudolph, and couldn't understand why that clown never showed up again in the show or on the island <laughs> of Misfit Toys. <laughs> so. Last night, I am watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with my little BFF, Ada, who is three. And she's, her parents don't have, they, they cut the cord. They, they have the internet so they can stream stuff. Like they'll cast like an episode of Mickey Mouse to their TV or whatever. But like, like a lot of little kids now, Ada is growing up, not without screens or television, but in, it's just different from how it was when you were a kid. And you grew up, and the TV was on with commercials and regularly scheduled shows and all that. She just doesn't have any of that. So I said to her, she loves the song Rudolph. I was like, Tater Tot, do you want to watch a special show about Rudolph? And she was all in. So I pull it up, and we're watching it. And you don't, you don't stop to consider the reaction that children have to things that you're so used to that you're kind of numb to it. But here's mm-hmm. the deal with that old Rankin Bass Rudolph. A lot of the adults in that show are really awful. They're so mean. <laughs> uh, Rudolph's dad, the coach, is, is kind of a hard ass, kind of a great Santini sort of a buck. Um, Santa is really in a mood for most of the show. And the boss elf, the elf foreman, is a real piece of work. So here's the first thing that Ada reacted to.
6: You're an elf, and elves make toys. Now get to work. Ten minutes break.
5: Not for you. Finish the job, or you're fired. Ada turns to me and said, Meemaw, she calls me Meemaw, Meemaw, he's using his mad voice. (laughs) I said, yes, he is (laughs) definitely definitely using his mad voice and I hadn't really thought about it but the elf boss only has one voice you guys and that's his mad voice here's the next clip she reacted to
6: why weren't you at elf practice just fixing these doll's teeth just fixing now listen we have dolls that cry talk walk blink and run a temperature we don't need any chewing dolls.
1: I just thought I found a way to, to fit
6: in. You'll never fit in. <laughs> now you come to health practice and learn how to wiggle your ears and chuckle warmly and go hee-hee and ho-ho and important stuff like that. A dentist. Good grief.
7: Is, is that a, is that a given, though, for all children's entertainment that there has to be some horrific character and by the way it's it's unusual there's no music behind any of that is there
5: well this is like this i'll remind you that this show was released in the early 1960s so it was a little more primitive than she turned to me after that you'll never fit in her eyes were like these big round saucers and she said he's so mean (laughs) why is he so mean
7: (laughs) You know, I saw. You
5: don't have a good answer because it's just the way it is in claymation land, Punkin.
7: I saw a post about the Grinch and the guy, there's a picture of the Grinch and he's really, you know, got a mean look on his face. And the guy posted, maybe the Grinch would be nicer if every five minutes a dude wasn't singing songs about what a piece of crap he is. (laughs) 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 You're a mean one. That's, yeah, that's really, I haven't seen that cartoon in such a long time. It, it just, it jumped out at me that there was no music behind it. I'm just, I'm surprised at that.
5: A lot of them, um, a lot of the, if you haven't watched that Claymation Rudolph, mm-hmm. a lot of the things you're expecting don't happen in that. The music thing is one. Mm-hmm. The adults are all pretty awful. You yeah, know? yeah. And poor Rudolph can't help it at all. And Hermie, y'all need a dentist up there on the North Pole. So it's just so much fun looking at these things again through a little person's um, fresh eyes. But then, of course, you find yourself having awkward conversations about why Rudolph's daddy was always in such a bad mood.
7: You know, it's funny, though. It's funny, though. The person in charge of the elves is real mean. But Santa is clean.
5: A little bit. Santa's in a mood for a lot of Rudolph. And is he's he not. Really? And yeah, and Mrs. Claus is having a hard time fattening him up. She's like, nobody wants to see a skinny Santa Claus, Papa. He's just, he's stressed out. You know, they got weather. They're yeah. behind yeah. on productivity in the workshop. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a tough supply chain issues. It's a tough time for <laughs> the jolly old elf. All right, we got morons in the news. We got the Docker Room. We have comedian Mike Hickman. We have the Bob and Sherry box office we got you it's bob and sherry
8: hello i'm staff sergeant dana clark and i'm from wake forest north carolina and
2: i'd like to wish a happy holiday to my family back home my mom my dad and my brother across the country and around the world on armed forces radio it's bob and sherry
7: so i got an email the other day that tell me if you think this is completely bogus the email says dear customer thank you for your purchase You sent a payment of $399.99 US dollars for Google Play Card. Do you know anybody? Okay,
5: this is completely bogus because you you have never purchased a Google Play Card and never would. Correct. So just delete that. I just delete and ignore all of those things. But then again, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll get, like, you know, from American Express, your payment is coming due. And I'm like, scammer. And I just delete and ignore that.
1: That's the attitude.
5: Listen, do you like, I, do you like getting just, those
7: updates? Do you like getting the updates that your payment is is about to uh, come due?
5: I don't like when they. It's like my payment isn't due for another two weeks. Um, yeah. Attention, Sherry, your payment is coming due. No, it is not American Express. I have two more weeks before it comes due. Listen, I just went through hell with somebody who stole my my personal Instagram account. I know. I was you using did. it for crypto scams. I got yeah. my account back. I got my account back. I reported that account stolen um, 30 times a day for five days. Literally like every 20 minutes or so, I would pick up my phone and send the report again. So Instagram had at least 120 or more um, incident reports on that account. And when they mm-hmm. ignored me, I began um, meme warning them on Twitter And I'll be damned if day three of my Twitter siege didn't result in Instagram. Suddenly, my inbox was like, Instagram here to help. Instagram here to help. We see this problem with your account. Mm -mm. And I got my account back. That's what
7: did it? Because I've been following this on uh, Facebook with you and and your celebration of getting it back. But no, I mean, seriously, you you spent how how many days before you started uh, going after them online?
5: I, I started going after them on Saturday, Friday or Saturday morning. I can't remember. I was celebrating the weekend by going after them. Um, I think it was Friday when I started. My account was stolen on like Monday or Tuesday. I can't that's remember. a good
7: weekend. You know, that's a but, good weekend when that's that those are your plans.
5: Oh, but you know, it was so it was so um, fun for me. I didn't expect to get my account back. I fully mm-hmm. thought my account was lost forever, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm vacuuming anyway. So periodically I would like pause in whatever I was doing and then send up another um, attack tweet on Instagram. I don't know if I just got lucky and they finally responded to all the incident reports. But if this has happened to you and you report it and then you sit around and wait, that's not going to get her done over. And you have to be relentless Over over and over and over and over again. And my account is still jacked up. Because the scammers reset it to this account is located in Nigeria, which is a giant red flag that it's a fake account. And I right. have to get I have to get that fixed. I still haven't figured that one out. But don't, don't click on it. Don't open it. Don't return the call. Here's my philosophy, right. y'all. It's really simple. If you really owe somebody $399, they'll let you know.
7: Yeah. That's they'll right. come
5: back a second, third time and let you know oh, that yeah. you owe them the money. That's right. Go ahead and delete those first few passes. Let them get really, really insistent. And then if they get all salty and go, "I've been trying to contact you." Go, "Yeah, I thought you were a scammer, bro." Right. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Well, Don't good for you for the tenacity.
7: Caught. Good for you for getting that back like that.
5: Yeah, well, I've a handful of ex- I've a handful of ex-husbands who will tell you that once I get it into my head to torment you, I'm gonna oh, torment yeah.
6: you. Right.
5: Shouting out Instagram for the excellent customer service. It's Bob and Sherry Morons is next. Here
2: we go! It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asana. With Morons in the News.
7: A 20-year-old TikTok creator was reportedly hit with a fine after hitting golf balls into the Grand Canyon. Katie Sigmund, who has 6.9 million TikTok followers has been charged with three misdemeanors for the stunt, including tossing items into the Grand Canyon, littering, and creating hazardous conditions. Video of the stunt has since been taken down, although re-uploads of the incident have been posted. It showed her hitting golf balls into the canyon and then throwing her golf club off the ledge. I just want to say that there are people and animals below. Nothing to do, you know... With the littering or throwing of items that, that, you know, unless you find them, will take a thousand years to go back into the earth. Um, the video showed her hitting them, as I said, into the Grand Canyon repeatedly. Ms. Sigman, who is 20 years old and is known for her lifestyle and golfing videos, was able to resolve her case through a forfeiture agreement, blah, blah, blah. She agreed just to pay the fine without going one on one. And you're probably saying, "Okay, well that's good. She's paying the fine. She has 6.9 million uh, followers, so she's she's got something going. Whether it she looks really cute while she's hitting the golf, or she's golf balls, or she's really great, or her stunts are real way out there. You know what she was? She's making money. Bottom line, she's making money with 6.9 million followers. She was fined 285 dollars. I say that's not enough." That's not enough. She should have been fined 5 grand or something like that.
5: You know the things that that we do to like get attention on social media mm-hmm. are so idiotic. Anus. And you're right. Yeah. The fine the problem with the fine being low on this is it doesn't discourage anybody else from Stro- doing something to get a bunch of clicks and likes. That's the problem. Well, she,
7: she went up knowing that if somebody didn't see her and she got away with it, okay, that's fine. But if she got caught, she's probably already checked out what the fine is, and then she posts it on TikTok and she knew, because she does this sort of thing, that somebody would, you know, contact the US Forest Department or whatever and she'd get hit with a fine. She she already knew she was out two eighty five. But she said to herself, you know what? It's still gonna get it's gonna keep this this gravy train going,
5: and I'm gonna do it. It probably got her even more followers. It was probably the best $285 she's ever spent.
7: That's who she yeah. spent, yeah.
5: That's we're we are living in like circus twilight zone times, for we sure. Are. We yeah. really are. Today's yeah. and today's moron of the day fits right in this. Police were called to a family dollar store in Clearwater, Florida at like 8:30 at night there was a report that the 20-year-old family dollar cashier was assaulted. It all happened when a couple came up to the cash register and the woman got into an argument with the employee over these grocery bags. And I can't really tell you what the argument was about involving grocery bags at family dollar. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she brought her own. And I don't know. I have no idea. The police report doesn't say that. But the customer whipped out a smartphone and began videoing the the victim because they were having this verbal argument. At this point, the store employee, whose name is um, Genesis Canales, called the woman a Karen. And this did not sit well with the woman's husband, who I opened bet. his hand and slapped the 20-year-old family dollar cashier upside her head. Whoa! So... When police got to the store, they arrested our moron of the day, Jason Allen Dobbins, who is 41 and has a prior battery conviction, so he's got a problem with using his hands. And this is a felony now as a result. They read him his rights, and Mr. Dobbins said there was a verbal altercation over the grocery bags, but he no longer wanted to speak about the whole Karen confrontation. And so police took him in. Um, Clearwater deputies say that The whole thing was observed by an independent witness um, in the store who watched everything Mm -hmm. go down. Now, Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that you're wanting to defend your wife's honor, but you can't take your hand and slap retail workers upside the head. That's a no. I don't care if she called you and your wife both a Karen. Mm -hmm. No, you can't do it.
7: Yeah, You can't do it. No, you can't. It's hard enough to find people who will do that job these days, let alone having to be assaulted. That's ridiculous. And,
5: and do you really want? Do you really want? You have a felony charge on you now Over for bags. an altercation involving a grocery bag at Family Dollar, <laughs> sir. Right. I need you to reevaluate all of your life choices. <laughs> yeah, You're making things funny. so hard on yourself.
7: Speaking of Family Dollar, this poor guy. <laughs> did you see the 80 year old guy? I don't know if he mistook the gas pedal for the uh, brake or whatever. He drove his car through the front door of a Family Dollar. I forget exactly where it was.
5: And he did so much damage.
7: And four people were injured. Yeah. And he did a whole lot of damage.
5: Well, part of the reason he did so much damage is is because there's more merchandise per square inch at Family Dollar than in any other retail (laughs) environment on Earth.
7: That's right. And there are always
5: lots of people in there. That's Morons in the News straight ahead. We're going to go inside the docker room. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Veterans. There's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us, but the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation, thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida, to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites, complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families this also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters a round of golf at amelia river club and a luxe boho picnic courtesy of luxe picnics by less plus round trip flights and a rental car if you're active military or a veteran florida salutes you bob and sherry are sending veterans on vacation nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. bob and sherry contest rules apply now, on the Bob and Sherry Show, we're going inside the Docker Room. Yes, we
7: are. Doc is here with some sports stories that are sort of behind the scenes very often. Sports stories you may have missed, and let's see what he's got today. Doc?
4: Yeah, I appreciate Max fun in this one. Uh, you know, I'm a b- big fan of those uh, those videos where people, they get their wisdom teeth taken out, and they're kind of hopped up, up on the, uh, the drugs there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this, this one girl, she was caught on camera uh, after getting her wisdom teeth taken out. And she's a big fan, obviously, of the Cincinnati Bengals. And she go, and she's also got a huge crush on their quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, who if you Google him, you, you can kind of understand why. Um, but she goes on a little uh, rant here um, about the team and how much she loves him and them.
9: Joe Burrow's jersey came in handy today. I didn't wear the pretty one because I didn't think I should. Well, I wouldn't want to get that one, but- What's wrong, sis? I know he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm happy for him. <laughs> but I'm not happy for me in that situation. <laughs> you love Joe Burrow, don't He's pretty, but dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. <laughs> 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 we play the Titans on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar Chase isn't even a sure thing. And I miss him. <laughs> but then, even if we get past that one, Oh, well, we got the kids and he the <laughs> and he's so good, and everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. And he makes those subway commercials. Long <laughs> oh, well, to the Browns! Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns, and they're historically <laughs> the worst franchise in NFL history. <laughs> I mean, my God dang hero can't beat the Browns, Mom. <laughs> He's the running back. We got dang Joe Mixon. He's got a dang concussion. I don't know if he can even play on Sunday. Oh, Sissy. You think Jamar will be back on Sunday? (gasps) <gasps> they said they were going to let him practice, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. And should he play? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I never have been.
7: <laughs> let, let me just I, 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 I don't think I've ever had, a, I know I've never had a woman love me that much. I don't think my mom, I, I've never been loved like that woman loves Joe.
1: Oh, that was priceless. I love it.
5: That is a real fan. Is can you yeah. argue that woman's fandom? That is just
1: amazing. And when you watch the video, you know it's real because you just <laughs> <laughs>
7: You know, if you're Joe, um I would keep that on my phone forever and you you know, you catch hell from your girlfriend or your wife if she if he marries her and you just play that <laughs>
4: Oh really? By the way, I think the I think the Bengals are actually undefeated since she since she recorded this video. Um, they, she do the them. they do have the rounds. They do have the rounds this weekend. So uh, I hope fingers <laughs> crossed that uh, she'll will them to a victory. Yeah. Well, if anyone say, could, it's her.
5: Did she say who can't beat the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> <Bears?" laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, ouch! That hurt.
7: <laughs> oh, that oh. was great, Doc. Max. That was
5: epic. Thank you for that yeah. little visit into the Docker room. We have comedian Mike Hickman coming up. And Max has put together a really lovely tribute to the late Kirstie Alley, who's passing to us all by such surprise. It's all straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry.
4: Restless Shores is the story of a billion-dollar pharmaceutical company and a somewhat quirky family that runs it. Shenanigans ensue every week. For 15 bingeable minutes at a time, you can enjoy murder, corporate espionage, organized crime, master thieves, more clones than necessary, treasure, sabotage, kidnapping, torture, adultery, seduction, plastic surgery, psychic readings, explosions.
8: Feeling restless for more on-the-go content? We know we are. Go to our website at www.restless-shores.com. You know you want to.
4: Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children.
1: The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. It's a podcast with stuff you won't hear on the regular show.
5: I had Todd track down. The founder of the American Museum of the House Cat. I've
1: I've got the cat mummy, which was a real rare find. what did you know, it look well, like, it doctor? Just,
6: well, it, well, it looks like it's just an old dried-up cat. The truth, is it? It's
1: Bob and Sherry, uncensored, uninterrupted, and unfettered. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. You know, I like people, but I don't crave being around people. You know what I mean? I do. Am I odd?
5: I'm not that way. That I'm, no, you're not odd.
1: I'm, I'm not <laughs> odd in that way. You can get the Bob and Sherry Oddcast by going to our website, BobandSherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Or text the word ODDCAST to 888-262-7437, Or the simplest way, get the new Bob and Sherry app for your iPhone in the App Store.
0: I listen to
8: you every morning on the way to work and the ODDCAST on the way home from work every
1: day. It's Bob and Sherry unlike you've ever heard them before. The Bob and Sherry ODDCAST.
2: My name is Sardis Abbas. I'm with Third Marine Division Headquarters Battalion Italian here in Okinawa, Japan. Um, I am
4: from Chino,
2: California. I just want to give a happy holidays to my friends and family back home. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry.
5: It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Mike Hickman.
3: No, actually, I did go to UT, and after tuition, I really didn't have a lot of money left to live on and have an apartment, so I, I decided I would find a roommate. And I found this guy named Jeremy who was also just broke. We're trying to find a place to live, and luckily, my grandmother got put in a nursing home, and so. It, no, 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 no. No, wait, wait, wait. That was okay. She was so happy because she thought we just added onto her house and all of her friends moved in. It was great. She was so happy. <laughs> And we got to move into her house basically for free. Now, the only thing about this old house was it, was it was really old and it was really creepy and it made weird noises, just like my grandmother. Now, Jeremy, one thing you should know about him is he's nervous about everything. And one thing you should know about me is I'm also a prankster. So this is perfect in this old house. So the very first night that we're there, he goes to bed, uh, and he's in his room. What he doesn't know is I slid a baby monitor underneath his bed earlier in the day. Yeah. And I have the part that you speaking to in the living room. So I let him get to where I think he's probably almost asleep. And I do something to where he thinks he might have heard something. I go. And I heard, hey, Mike, could you come in here for a minute? I'm like, what is it, man? He said, uh can you just hang out here for a second, because I, I think I might have heard something. I said, uh, Jeremy, actually, I'm trying to read a book, which, which is a lie, because I've read like four books in my whole life. <laughs> you know, pop-up books, mostly. But uh, I close the door, I go back. 15 more minutes pass, and a little bit louder, I go, I said, he goes, Mike, Mike, come here! I'm like, what is it? He goes, dude, there's something weird in here. I said, Jeremy, you're being rude, leave me alone. <laughs> I go back, and at this point, I don't even care anymore. 15 more minutes pass, I can't stand it. I just go, Jeremy. (laughs) And he kicked open the door and he said, never again, Hickman, never again. And I went, oh man, I, uh, oh again, yeah, yeah, again, because this is kind of what we do now. (laughs) Well, the next morning I kind of felt bad about what I had done to him, and so I wanted to wake him up in a very special way. I was a trumpet player in college. <laughs> so I got my horn, and at about 6 o'clock in the morning, I open his door, and I go, beep, 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 and I get about that far into it, when I realize what it feels like to have a boot hit you in the side of the neck.
9: <laughs>
3: now, the next night, Jeremy was coming home late from his anger management class.
9: <laughs>
3: now... On the back of this house is what's called the washroom. It's a long, skinny room, and you got to go through it to get into the actual house. There's a door you come in. Here's the washer. Here's the dryer. Here's the door that goes into the house. Now, right in front of the dryer is a light that has a chain you have to pull, and it's pitch black. So Jeremy's coming in. I have crouched on top of the dryer like this, (laughs) and he can't even see me because it's pitch black until he turns on that light, and I hear him go for the chain, and as soon as the light comes on, I go, wordy dirt and he pulled the chain out of the ceiling and fell back into a pile of what is now dirty laundry. (laughs)
9: It's
3: one of the best moments of my life. And Jeremy moved out. uh, I'm still not sure why because we were just starting to have a really really good time.
7: He'd be, a tough friend. He'd be a tough friend for us to have. I got to tell you, the way we hate that practical hit jokes.
5: <laughs> we'll post that up at bobandsher While you're there, don't forget to nominate your favorite veteran. It could be you to win a family vacation for Florida, Amelia Island, Florida, airfare, rental car, hotel, fishing trip, Golf, even a boho picnic. We got it all lined up for you. Nominate your veteran right now. Thank you for your service at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I dot com. This is Bob and Sherry.
1: Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are
5: you crazy? We are not crazy.
1: Are you a crazy cat person? Well! Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Bow. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say My Life is All About My Cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah,
2: they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun.
1: Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com.
2: Wow! wow. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
7: It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. These are little stories from around the great USA, And the world that you might have missed. A couple of show business ones to start out. J-Lo revealed what's engraved on her second engagement ring from Ben Affleck. The singer-actress explained that he'd always signed notes to her with, Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. So on the green diamond ring, he engraved, Not, period, going, period, anywhere, Lopez oh, so added romantic. that they are they are confident in their relationship saying now we know and there's no questions it's me and you all the way till the end. What do you think about that? You think it's that's that's really romantic. Oh, I think it's I so it romantic.
5: Yeah. Not I do. going anywhere. I
7: do. Why do you have to say that in the first place, I guess, is my question. Well
5: they when they rec when they reconnect it after mm-hmm. like she said she was heart I have the I actually have it right here in front of me, the magazine where mm-hmm. she gave that interview. Mm-hmm. Um she said that she was heartbroken. Like Fools. she just thought she was gonna die. Like and and from the day their their engagement ended, she mm-hmm. just was never quite the same. And so when they reconnected, she mm-hmm. was a little skittish. You know, she mm-hmm. just didn't want to get hurt again. And he started saying to her, like she was like, "You're just going to bail." And he started saying to her, "I'm not going anywhere." And then, oh, that is when nice. he proposed. Yeah, okay. Not yeah. going anywhere going, on the ring—it's so romantic, isn't it?
7: Yeah, I mean, but he was signing notes, not going anywhere, without the periods before that. So, I mean, wouldn't you question if Why do you have to say it? Like I've never said to Mary, you know. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not going it anywhere. At all. I, I don't
5: question. Well, that's because you didn't get engaged to Mary break her heart and disappear for 18 years while you had another wife and children and a string of high-profile romances. That's why you don't have to send Mary notes about you're not not going anywhere.
7: Yeah, all right, yeah, It's a good point. You just
5: cannot, you just hate, you can't give these people like, that's just romantic. That makes you feel like a big P. You just can't say, that is really romantic. That does not
7: make me feel like that. It does not make me, I think uh, romantic gestures are wonderful. It's just, um, if you have to say, I mean, if I have to say, I am not going to try to smother you in the middle of the night, have a good night's sleep, right? I mean, it goes without well, saying.
5: Well, maybe if we broke up because I kept waking up to find you looming over me with a pillow, maybe you do need to engage, <laughs> <laughs> engrave that into my ring. That would okay?
1: be very expensive to
7: engrave. That's a lot it's a of lot. lot. You need a big That's ring. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's move along to uh, Scarlett Johansson. She is uh, jumping into the TV world. She just uh, signed a deal to produce and star in the Amazon limited series Just Cause. I, I, it's hard for me to, I'm just reading this. It's hard for me to get this next word out. Scar jo will play Madison <laughs> Maddie Coward, a struggling reporter for a Florida newspaper sent to cover the final days of an inmate on death row. Well, there's one that I'm not going to be watching uh, based on John Katzenbach's 1992 novel. Uh, number one, that's Scar... I don't know who wrote that. Scar- don't call her Scar Joe. I mean, she's one of the most <laughs> beautiful women in the world. Why would you... What? Why do they all have to have some stupid name like that? At least at least J-Lo's is kind I'm gonna, of fun.
5: I'm going to Scar- start calling jo? you... I'm going to start calling you Bola. What do you think?
7: Kind you of don't works. hate it. In a way. Yeah, you, you don't know, hate I it. it. Bola.
5: He's Bola. Same, same, yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. Bola, Bola and Cherry. Bola. We could have done a lot better if I'd gone with that. Hey, if we
5: would have gone with Bola and shh, we'd be super
7: <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Say it again. Say it again.
5: <coughs> Bola and shh.
7: Yeah. Hey, there's some old PDs that would have loved that. Oh, they're
5: jumping up and down yeah. and cheering. Yeah.
7: They were How calling you that. Be- be- yeah. Behind your back. That's right. Uh, The term junk sleep has over 35 million views on TikTok alone. That's how much people are struggling with sleep. Here are some signs that you've got junk sleep going on. You wonder if you even slept or how you're going to be able to function that day. Have we all been in that situation?
5: The alarm went off today and I felt like, did I even sleep last night? How am I I getting through today? I had a great
7: night's sleep, but I've been... Yeah,
5: it was just like, ugh.
7: Does that that guy who's asleep before the plane even takes off, does he have junk sleep like that? Does he wonder, or is he, no matter where he wants to sleep, is he able to sleep?
5: Sure seems like it, doesn't it?
7: It sure seems like it, When you see him snoring
5: away, yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, The other things about junk sleep, it's environmental. You've got pets, kids... You got your significant other snoring. There's traffic outside and a loud TV on. Bad habits like scrolling through your phone or watching a movie in bed. All part of junk sleep. 35 million people. Boy, that's a lot. Checking it out. It's Bob and Sherry.
2: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
5: Well, we sure were as shocked as anyone by the very unexpected passing of the actress Kirstie Alley um max said give me a minute to pull some stuff together and because she had a really big career um she did. cheers those look who's talking movies veronica's closet she did that mm-hmm. show fat actress i mean she had a heck of a career and apparently she um was diagnosed with cancer fairly recently and that's what um that's it was what calling her it so, was
7: colon, colon cancer yeah
5: so here we go. Max made this for Okay.
1: Us. And so this is, uh, Kirstie, uh, on shears.
5: I want this nonsense with my picture to stop. I did you a favor by hiring you back. And this is not a very nice way to repay me.
1: You're right. You did do me a
6: favor and now I'm going to do you one. I'm going to give you a tip on how to deal with people who work for you.
7: Lighten up a little bit. I mean, you got to make some compromises.
5: I see. You want me to hang your picture back out?
4: Right. Done. Whoa, 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 that was easy. Wait, uh, let's try some more compromises here. Um, I want to sleep with you 25 times, but you don't
3: want to sleep with me at all, am I right? Right. Okay, so what's half of 25?
1: Your IQ. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's some good writing, isn't it? So she was in those, look, who's talking movies with John Travolta. And she had to actually yeah. do a dance scene with him at one point in one of them. And so she talks a bit about that and a little bit about John.
5: My favorite memory is when we were dancing together and I thought I knew more about dancing than he did. And he's only done like a hundred dance movies. My favorite thing about him is when he... Um, is talking to you or anyone he gives 100 percent of his attention and he really makes you feel like you're the only person on earth so my favorite thing about him is a little bit of an ego thing because when he's talking to me i'm like i am everything i am the only girl in the world so but i see him do that with others but i try not to pay attention he's really the friendliest he's the friendliest
7: isn't that an interesting observation about somebody? And, you know, I don't know, Travolta, but I could see how he does that with everybody. They, you know, every once in a while, there'll be somebody that has such charisma and they do make you feel like there is, you could be in a crowded room, there could be 75 people around the two of you, but you feel like he or she is only concerned about you at that moment. And she just explained that beautifully
5: charisma you know she yeah i read um over the last day or so i've read a bunch of articles about kirstie alley and she said that she was just so in love with um john travolta that it took all of her self-control to not have an affair with him and so much so that his wife kelly preston actually called her out on it why are you flirting with my husband yeah oh and she said and that was when kelly called me out on it that was the moment when i knew that it had to stop um, what did it never got? It never went beyond. Have. Yeah, it I, never went yeah. beyond like really deep friendship between the two of them. Um, but yeah, she she was married to Parker Stevenson for eight like fourteen years for a really long right. time. Do y'all remember the shocking pop culture moment involving Kirstie Alley and Parker Stevenson? I'll remind <laughs> you if you've forgotten. So, I think it was at the maybe at the Emmys she was nominated and won for probably Cheers. And mm-hmm. um, she took took the stage to accept her award, and among the other people that she found that she thanked was her husband Parker for giving me the big one for the last I eight remember years. That. Remember that? Yes,
7: <laughs> I do now.
1: Yeah, what uh, what did Parker Stevenson ha- do? Hardy Boys. Was uh, one I of know, know the Hardy things, Boys,
5: but he was you on know, was a, 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 a
1: bunch of other little movies and stuff.
5: Can I ask yeah. you a question? Have you ever yeah. looked at Parker Stevenson? he don't need doesn't to do anything to. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah i so
1: understand. most recently Those she people. was she was on the uh, mask singer and this uh-huh. is uh this is uh, what she sang on there I'm
9: after
8: midnight oh. out in the moonlight just like we used to do i always walk you
2: trying to place after it after
8: midnight searching for you season am yeah. here
6: season
9: i walk for oh.
8: my is my way of saying I love you I'm always walking after midnight searching for you
9: I stop to see a weeping willow, crying on his pillow maybe he's crying for me and if the sky gets gloomy night winds coming to me I'm lonesome
7: That is a perfect song for Kirstie Alley to sing on The Masked Singer because Patsy Cline has a low voice. I mean, she had a powerful, the most beautiful voice in country music when she was living. Um, And Kirstie Alley has a low voice for a woman. It was a perfect choice.
5: It took a lot. You say what you want. It took a lot of guts to sing Patsy Cline.
7: Oh, it does. Yeah.
5: Takes that for anybody. That took a lot of time. Perfect choice.
7: Perfect choice. Well, you know, uh, as we wrap this up, uh, you started this off by saying we were so surprised to hear that. I'm hearing those words way too much these days. Christine McVie, Kirstie Alley, you know, especially around this time of the year. People that, uh, that we've all embraced and loved. It's Bob and
1: Sherry. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is. Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a $100 visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from bob and sherry hi
8: i'm airman shaw and i'm from north pole alaska and i just wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday
2: across the country and around the world on armed forces radio it's bob and sherry
7: if you are active military or a veteran visit florida and bob and sherry are saluting you Sending you on vacation to FLA. Five consecutive nights at the Renaissance Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island, including all sorts of wonderful things along with it. And that means airfare for four people. Go to uh, BobandSherry.com and register either for yourself or a a veteran that you love and support. All right. You've got till Friday. So that's uh, coming up. BobandSherry.com.
2: Bob and Sherry go.
5: Well, here's a sentence you never expected to say. The Philadelphia Eagles, the football team, have released a yeah. Christmas album called A Philly Special Christmas. And it is such a huge hit that they've sold out. People are trying to sell them on eBay for over $4,000. And it yes. turns out, it's all for charity. It turns yeah. out that the Philadelphia Eagles did a pretty good job. We have a sample.
9: Oh, snow's come down. And people around, baby, please come home. All the church bells and towns, they're ringing a the song.
5: For some football players, sure, don't and, you think?
7: Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite Christmas songs, originally and done we have by another. Darlene a Love. A little,
1: little piece of white Christmas here. And
9: they all your Christmases <laughs> bright. And I stand I I I'm dreaming of.
7: This song, is uh um, the, the, um, the,
5: the, the tackle singing. Listen yeah.
1: to that. That's a voice.
5: Stay
9: in the snow.
1: And I'll take you out with uh, Blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Christmas without
6: you. <laughs> I'll be so blue
4: Just thinking about you <laughs> This is Lane
5: Johnson Dead He's also a in
9: On a dream Christmas tree
6: Won't be the same day Good
1: for them. I'm surprised that has before.
5: This is the gift I'm giving my brother, Mark, for Christmas. Really He can. is such yeah. a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And if you're a Philly yeah. person, um, playing on this and doing backup and helping it all come together is the legendary Philly band, the Hooters. So yeah. this is like so Philly-centric, it's crazy. This is so Philly-centric that it's going to flip you off and spit on you if you look at it.
9: <laughs> That's how
5: Philly-centric this is. <laughs>
9: They did a great job.
7: This is Bob and Sherry. That's
5: wild. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some, um, and I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show, or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the Oddcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you. And thank you for listening.
0: Have you ever wondered what to do if you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship or need tips on how to spice up your sex life? Or maybe how to not fall in the trap of being a mom martyr or perfectionist? or you just want tips on how to get your picky kids to eat. Whatever the reason you were there, you are welcome. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Please join me for your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Find the Parentologist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Mom and Sherry with the people's movie critic, Lamar.
7: You know, it had a little balcony and kids would be up the balcony
6: and they'd get the candy and they'd throw it. At the price of candy today, if I'm a yeah. theater guy, I hope they're throwing it. Throw yeah. it!
5: Hey, Lamar, sure. for $8 a bag, I eat the M&Ms and then I eat the bag. I'm not throwing <laughs> it. <out. laughs>
6: I tried to burp up the taste a couple of times. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> If you think us Baptists don't speak to each other in the liquor store, you should have seen us avoiding each other last night. I love Bill Murray. I mean, for me, Bill Murray's like bacon. And who doesn't like bacon, okay? I mean, they're both comforting, they trigger wonderful memories, and they both make you feel really, really good. Unless you're a vegan. And let's be honest, the only thing that brings joy to a vegan is to be able to tell other people they're vegan. Okay, that's that's it. (laughs)
3: Listen
1: for his reviews every Friday. And get all his reviews at BobandJerry.com. Facebook, 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 follow Bob and Cherry on Facebook, get all kinds of great stuff.
5: One billion, that is how many active users Facebook now has.
8: Facebook, Facebook, Facebook,
5: Facebook,
1: Facebook. She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook, the electric friendship generator.
3: There's this thing called
2: Facebook, Facebook, Facebook page. We have five likes, you name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this,
4: dot that, dot everything.
2: It's all in July.
1: Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter, Twitter, what are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me
3: here. No one.
4: Won't you follow us on Twitter?
1: So get social with Bob and Cherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Cherry on Instagram.
4: When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying?
1: Get details at bobandcherry.com.
2: Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
5: It is Talk Back time. You can call us on the phone, all old school like at 844-52-Sherry. That's 844-52-S-H-E-R-I. You can DM us on any of the socials, or if you have our app, it's free in Google Play and the Apple Store, and it does so many cool things. There's a tiny microphone in the very center of the bottom screen, Just tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest.
8: Hi, Bob and Sherry and Max and Doc. I heard you guys talking about how to simplify Christmas gift giving, and I thought I'd share what I do. So, I have a large blended family, and instead of having to figure out 12 different gifts, my Christmas strategy is that I buy all 12 people the exact same gift. So, from elementary school kids to senior citizens, they are getting the same thing. And let me tell you, it is so much easier. Um, And it's fun. On Christmas, I show up with my 12 identical packages, and uh, everybody guesses kind of what the gift of the year is going to be. I'm six years in, and so thought I'd give a couple tips if anybody wants to do this. So I've kind of figured out two categories that really work. Uh, The first one is a nice version of an everyday item. So that usually comes from L.L. Bean, which I know Bob approves of. And the second is some sort of local specialty. If I've gone somewhere that year that, um, you know, has a really good souvenir, I'll get 12 of them and give them as Christmas gifts. All right, so starting a second talk back for round two here. My greatest hits have been the super cozy slippers that have a rubber sole on the bottom so that you can walk outside in them. The nice insulated tumblers for coffee and then the lunchbox friendly version for kids. And then I think my all-time best was doing heavy-duty tote bags that were monogrammed with everybody's initials. And Bob, if you want to get credit for a gift, the yellow bean tote bags get brought out every year for people to haul their Christmas gifts uh, in. So they are great. That's a good one to She's start right. with. Thanks for the show, guys.
7: You know, that's really a clever idea. I'm not so sure for the uh, coffee mug for the three-year-old, but everything else, uh, the slippers. Or you, or you could get, in, and we're, this is not a commercial for L.L. Bean, it could be you know, really anywhere, but they have those really nice um, uh, blankets, and they're not over, overly expensive, it's just like a throw blanket. A little kid would like it. I, I have a picture that's on my Facebook page of uh, my granddaughter, Elle, holding her with this black and red uh, throw blanket, and she loves it. And you could give that to somebody who's a grandma and a grandpa, too. That's a pretty good idea.
5: I can't say what it is because, you know, they're listening, but three people in my family, I got them all the same thing because I know they would really love it. And it's something Mm -hmm. that you really, it's been sold out for a while. I did this a couple months ago. I Mm -hmm. saw it and was like, I know they would love that. I know they won't get it for themselves. So I think that's a great idea to do it for the whole family. I'm with you. It's a little bit tricky. Like girls... Everyone is getting pepper spray, including the three-year-old. <laughs> like, kind of but I Yeah, love the three-year-old
7: idea. is a little rough. But, you know, it's funny. Um, Landon texted me a couple of days ago because we're getting together at our house here for Christmas for a couple of days. And um, Madison and Hampton are coming, Mary's kids. And Landon said, what's a good gift? What kind of music does Hampton like? And I said, rap. And... She said, what kind of rap? And I said, Mary, what kind <laughs> of rap? And and Mary said, Kanye. I went, no, I just found out he hates all rap now. So don't get him that. Here's, you know what, kids? The other thing that Mary said was, get him uh, like food coupons. Because yeah. he's at, he's at college. Get him food coupons. And then just this morning, I read this article. Students are asking for practical Christmas presents this year because the cost of living you know, in some places, is higher in some areas. A poll of a 1,000 undergraduates found half would rather have shampoo, food, and other things rather than luxuries. Here are the most requested gifts if you have students who are in high school or away at school. Laptop, Laptop bag is number one. Shampoo is second. Number three, bedding. Number four, socks. Number five, slippers. Number six, food. I'm surprised that's not higher. Then it's stationary textbooks, boots, and jumpers. I don't know why jumpers sweaters. are sweaters, but uh, sweaters, yeah, that sort of thing. So uh, keep that in mind. Might make it a little bit easier. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Veterans. There's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Luxe Boho picnic courtesy of Luxe Picnics by Les, plus round trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. This is Wine Two Floors Luna.
3: I'm currently stationed in Camp Humphreys, Korea. I want to give a quick shout out to some family members and some friends that I love very dearly. Uh, happy, happy holidays for myself uh, to wherever you're at in Louisiana, Swansboro, North Carolina, or Amarillo, Texas. Much love to all of you. Special shout out to San Diego uh, personnel as well. You guys are great.
2: Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry.
7: We played something earlier, and I don't know if you were able to pull it up or if you were listening earlier or whatever, but you have got to hear it. In the docker room, Doc found a clip of a young lady who was in the dentist office and had what is sometimes called laughing gas, <laughs> but she was coming out of it, and she is a big uh, football fan. Doc, fill, fill everybody in, and then we're going to play it.
4: Yeah, her name's Haven. She posted this video on Facebook. She's a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan and she, you know, because of the laughing gas, uh, she had a, a big old meltdown over the team and her love for Joe Burrow and the fact that she's scared the team isn't going to win because they have so many players that are injured.
7: <laughs> and she's being driven home coming down off of the uh, laughing gas, be- being driven home by her mother and you can hear her mother and here we go. Joe
9: Burrow's jersey came in handy today. And we're the pretty one cuz I didn't think I should. Well, I wouldn't want to get that one messy. What's wrong, sis? I know he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm happy for him. <laughs> but I'm not happy for me I know. in that situation. I know. You love Joe Burrow, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty, but dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. We play the Titans on Sunday. <laughs> this jamar chase isn't even a sure thing, and I miss him. <laughs> but then, even if we get past that one, and well, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Lowe. and he's so good. And everyone knows it. And he makes those Subway commercials. All my God, is to the Browns. Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns. and They're historically the worst franchise in NFL history. I mean, my god dang hero can't beat the Browns, Mom. <laughs> He's the running back. We got dang Joe Mixon. He's got a dang concussion. I don't know if he can even play on Sunday. Oh, Sissy. You think Jamar will be back on Sunday? They said they were going to let him practice, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. And should he play, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I never have been. <laughs>
5: i'm not a doctor i never i never have been
7: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god to be loved that much must be unbelievable by a total stranger wow
5: i'm just impressed at how much she knows the game I, I had to, you know, last weekend was the SEC championship. I only know that because of who I live with. Um, but I had to be schooled in um, what the point spread means, what it means to be what a point spread is and what it means to beat the point spread. And as soon as he finished explaining it to me, I kid you not, it was like. Forgot it. It literally, like a tiny door opened up in my brain, and it wandered yeah. off, never to be yeah. seen again. Like, I couldn't tell yeah. you right po- now.
1: Point spread was yeah. invented by the mob. Is that so, right? As a gambling so, thing. Yeah, it's a gambling thing, yeah. Because yeah, because you'd sense. say, oh, well, this really good team's going to play this really bad team. And you go, well, well you know who's going to win. Nobody's going to bet on that. And they go with it, and then they'd handicap and say, well, yeah, we'll give them 14 points or whatever.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, I didn't know that, but it makes total sense because it keeps the suckers in the game, right?
5: Right, right, right.
7: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
5: All right. I've already forgotten what you just said. There's something about my yeah. brain we'll, that we'll won't We'll talk hold over hold under it.
7: after yeah. the break. Yeah, we'll discuss, we'll, we'll discuss Bitcoin and how it works coming up in just a moment. It's here. not
5: at all. Bob and Sherry.
1: You read it once. Don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I, I believe this. I cannot believe this.
5: Now, Bob, I know something and it does not hurt my feelings or upset me. I know that you think that I just turn the mic on and pop off with whatever really screaming weirdness is banging the loudest on the inside of my oversized noggin. I know you think that. But that's just not true. Like, for example, last night I was reading a super interesting article about why paper cuts hurt so much. And I was so excited <laughs> because I was like, I do this on the
7: hang on. I want to turn up my headphones.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who doesn't want to know why paper cuts hurt so much? And then I had this sort of moment of clarity. And I thought, probably nobody wants to know why paper cuts hurt so much. So then I moved on um, into the next thing that I wanted to look at. And it was where bidets got started and like Napoleon's involved. And it was so freaking interesting that I thought, okay, I'm going to keep the paper cut information to myself, but I simply cannot, I can hardly wait for tomorrow to come so that I can tell everybody about the bidet. So are you, I'll give you the choice. You can choose. You can have paper cuts or the bidet. I'm going to let you pick. I know it's a can, Sophie's choice. Can, if there ever was one,
7: can I just retire at this point and just have this, have this not a part of my career my illustrious career. Go,
5: wanting to go out on a real high note. Yeah, <laughs> right.
7: Because right. if Here's I if what? I if I listen to the history of the bidet, then I step outside and I'm hit by a banana truck, you know. That's the last thing.
5: what's the history of the you don't know? Bidet? You don't know because it's so amazing. Okay, like for starters, how did it get its name? It's a French name. It's a French word for a little horse, like a little pony. Because in the in the early days, when the bidet first showed up on the scene, you see back a in man about 70- a little
7: horse. Is that where that? Yeah, came in the from? 1700s, you yeah.
5: straddled the bidet and gave yourself a good irrigating. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were they were first used. Though, listen, you know, don't be. A oh, I'm this listening. Is really interesting. This is. Super I'm listening. Interesting. So they were first used um, by by women and only in the homes of very wealthy women and aristocrats. Well, It's you know? the same
1: thing today?
5: It is the same thing today. Um, there's a painting that was made in 1790 that shows a woman using a bidet. Like it was a very rich people status symbol. But mm. it also showed up in brothels, which is where it got its bad reputation. Now remember that because we're going to come to New York city here in a minute. And that brothel thing is going to matter. But uh, men used it too, including Napoleon Bonaparte. He had this sterling silver bidet um, that he had at home. And then he traveled with a more rough hewn version, like when he was out for battle. And this is what, um, historians say about Napoleon and his soldiers and the bidet. I'm just gonna read this because I had to I had to read it twice. Quote. They used the bidet to cool their overheated private parts after long hours of riding on horseback since the trips and, and the wars were all made on horseback. Napoleon yeah.
7: Makes sense. Napoleon. A little dip in the creek and do the same thing, but okay. I just, I just would hate to be the guy that goes through basic training over there in France, you know, and and you're thinking about getting one of those really exciting looking uniforms and you're going to defend France, and then and then the general says, "All right, we need two of you guys to carry Napoleon's good day. <laughs>
5: somebody had to Lacey, and then empty it and clean you, it you, yeah
7: you and max right
5: um, max is, is bigger he'll
7: do most of the carrying you'll do the cleaning lacy yeah.
5: like these these armies these soldiers they rode into horseback and uh, into battle on horseback confronted yeah. the enemy close combat hand to hand right and yet the issue was hark my manly bits <laughs> Just feel overheated. for me the bidet that I may soak them. Like, well, it's just I, I also so
7: think that a, a good stabbing with a sword probably concerned them also. But uh, I hear what you're saying. Wow.
5: So um, because so cool. the bidet was all over brothels, many uh, travelers and American soldiers first encountered the bidet when they were stationed overseas, World War I, World War II, Right, Hmm. Because we didn't have American military fighting with Napoleon. So this is more modern stuff. And so word began to spread of this luxury, this aristocratic bathroom feature. So in New York City in the early 1900s, a very fancy hotel installed bidets in every bathroom. And it was like part of their whole European amenity package. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah.
5: People were so outraged because of the association with (gasps) um, illicit brothel behavior and the bidet that the hotel was forced to then turn around and yank every bidet out of every room. Dang. That's too
7: bad. That's just... That's why you need a good PR company, you know. you got to be able to get the PR out there ahead of the night. you got to do the
5: research. Yeah, you, you got to do. do the research. Yeah. So there's a museum in Austria that has about 15 historical bidets made of porcelain and metal and wood. There's my next vacation right <laughs> so there. Some you can fold and It's just, you know, the, like the more you know. Yeah, You're looking at this, amazing. I'm going, of everything I thought I learned about Napoleon or knew about Napoleon, he's always painted with his hand yeah. tucked inside his jacket.
7: Yeah, I know what he was reaching for.
5: <laughs> well, we know why he wasn't holding on to something else, because it was cool and refreshed from his travel today. <laughs>
7: Yeah, <laughs> you I, tell you, I'm, I'm so, making I'm making fun of this, but I am the guy during COVID that came up with a bidet in May. A uh, bidet a day in
5: May. Uh, yeah. in May. <laughs> well, listen, um, during COVID, Americans really embraced the bidet because of all the toilet paper shortages. And the bidet, oh, yeah. the bidet is having a moment in the U.S. Um, the That Japanese toilet, Toto, that has a bidet built in doubled their sales yeah. during COVID. Is that right? Americans were like, if I can't get my Charmin, I'm going to ride the bidet. So you can make fun of me all you want, but I know you. And in about nine days, you're going to be at a party with a bunch of people you don't really know. And you're going to be casting about for some interesting conversational nugget. And you're going to tell them, did you know that Napoleon Bonaparte traveled with two bidets?
7: I'm going with that. I swear to God. You know what? One of two things Because is if happen Mary well. overhears it, we'll be out the door and back
1: home very quickly.
5: One of two things happens. You're the most popular guy at the party for your home in twenty minutes in a day. Yeah, it, it wins. How do you it's, lose? A, it's a win. It's a good <laughs> way. Right? It's All fantastic. Right. So I'm not saying that I'll never tell you why paper cuts hurt so much. going will make you beg. We'll make you beg for a bowl. Yeah, okay. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a 100 dollars Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is Number one? Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at Sherry.com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from Bob and Sherry.
8: Hi, I'm Chief Master Sergeant Sarah Morgan, Senior Enlisted Leader to Space Base Delta Three, Los Angeles Air Force Base. I'd like to wish my friends and family back in Seattle a happy Happy holiday
2: and go Hawks across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio. It's Bob and Sherry.
7: So this is right out of the pages of People Magazine, and I'm just I'm just going to read it. When Bob Innes launched a parody website Rent a Hitman, he thought people would know it's fake, but now he's finding real bad guys. He wanted customers to spend money, but he first wanted them to smile. So Bob Innes, along with three other students at Empire College Business School in Santa Rosa, California, decided to launch a computer security company in 2005. They chose a catchy name for their website, rentahitman.com. Quote, rent as in hire us, he explains. Hit as in network traffic and men because they were, there were four of us. We just thought it was funny. Unfortunately, the company never took off. And when Innes happened to check the inbox, out of curiosity, three years later, he just walked away from it. He walked away from runahitman.com. He was shocked by what he found. 300, roughly, email inquiries, not about online security, but about hiring a murderer. Quote, there were call messages like, how much for a hit? and do you perform asset extraction? I couldn't believe it. I mean, nobody could be stupid enough to hire a hitman on the oh. internet, right? Wrong. Since 2008, Ennis's Hit for Hire website, which he relaunched as a parody site complete with fake testimonials, um, has gone through the roof. When the requests seem genuine. Innes turns them over to law enforcement agencies, which has led to the arrest of 30 attempted murderers, according to Innes. One of them, Helen Kaplan, a British woman, requested hits on three family members in 2010, angrily explaining that they had cheated her out of her inheritance. And Innes turned her into the police. Kaplan, then living in Canada, pled guilty and spent four months behind bars he goes on to say this this website has the ability to save lives i don't want to see anybody get hurt here's a few of the people who uh have been uh, arrested devin faber who is 23 years old in 2019 he was convicted of attempting to hire a hitman to kill his ex-girlfriend he's serving 10 years right now leif Heyman, 32 from new mexico arrested in june of this of uh, this year Uh, pleaded not guilty to asking a Hitman to murder his mother-in-law. Well, that's kind of a cliche, isn't it? I mean, come on. It's
5: such a cliche.
7: Yeah. And uh, Wendy Wine, who is 52 years old, she pleaded guilty in November to trying to have her ex-husband killed in 2020 for $5,000, $200 down. She was sentenced up to 20 years in prison. You and I have made fun of these things in morons in the news and it's always you know the punchline is always and it turned out to be a new jersey state trooper that's a lot of people over the course of 3 years that want to hire someone to murder somebody in their family over 300 inquiries
5: what should scare you is not that there were 300 people that wanted to kill somebody is that there were 300 people that's stupid Yeah, that's that's frightening.
7: Yeah. How could you not be aware? I mean, in in this day and time with the Internet.
5: I know you can go on Amazon right now and in 30 minutes have a paper shredder delivered to your door or whatever. But Mm -hmm. but how you think you can actually hire a hitman and get away with it? I guess somebody does. We just don't know about it. But yeah, it's like
7: like in the in uh, Fargo. Uh, they want to wipe uh, this the the creepy guy that works for the uh, car dealership, and he's married to the owner's daughter. He wants to uh, he wants to uh, knock her off. He hires somebody that's just kind of a transient guy who works in the garage. I guess that's what you would do. You'd find a dicey character. You don't go online where there are gift registries and people googling for you know. The history of Napoleon's bathroom habits. I mean, these people are just so stupid. And they're in jail now, 30 of them.
5: You make fun of me for being a weirdo. But, you know, I'm looking at how and cool, Napoleon cooled his bits off after a long day on horseback, not for somebody to kill my husband. You call me That's weird true. all you want, I'm harmless. That's true. Right. And now you have something, you have an icebreaker for a party, you're welcome.
7: Yeah. You, know, you need to let you should this should be go. a little
5: more appreciative. I work very hard. Well, you were needy today. Did you know
7: that you're very needy today? That's not unlike you. You really are. It must be the season. (laughs) Very needy.
1: I'm going to send you a bidet. I'm going to
7: send you a bidet for Christmas. It's not at
5: all. Bob and Sherry.
1: The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. It's a podcast with stuff you won't hear on the regular show.
5: I had Todd track down the founder of the American Museum of the House Cat. I've,
1: I've got the cat mummy, which was a real rare find. In,
5: what did it you know, look like, like, doctor? It just,
6: well, it, well, it looks like it just an old dried-up cat. It. It's
5: Bob and Sherry, <laughs>
1: uncensored, uninterrupted, and unfettered. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. You know, I like people, but I don't crave being around people. You know what I mean?
5: I do. My odd? Not in that say way. That I'm- No, you're not odd.
1: I'm I'm not odd in that way. You can get the Bob and Sherry Oddcast (laughs) by going to our website, bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, or text the word oddcast to 888-262-7437. Eight 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 Bob Sherry, or the simplest way, get the new Bob and Sherry app for your iPhone in the App Store.
2: I listen to you every morning
8: on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every
1: day. It's Bob and Sherry, unlike you've ever heard them before. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. So people who look at this
7: sort of thing came up with this fact. At least it's a fact according to their survey. Sixty percent of men readily admit they're punching above their weight because their wife or girlfriend is better looking than they are. And they like it that way because it makes other men envious of them. And how do you get a woman? How do you get a woman who's better looking than you are? According to this, being funny, being a good listener, and having good manners are number one, two, and three. Uh, They also found out that uh, getting along well with women in general is a big plus. Because there are some guys that, they won't say it, but they just don't like women all that much. They're not, they're not comfortable. And listen to this. Having a good smile was also in the top ten. I saw a thing the other day. I forget who said it. It, was, it wasn't Will Rogers, but it was somebody that was a very funny person. They said, the cheapest way to improve your looks is to smile. It's so true. Have you ever seen like somebody that's just got the resting, you know what face? And you you look at him and you say, you know, if you turn that frown upside down, you'd look a lot better. You really would look a a whole lot better. You'd be more attractive to everybody. It doesn't cost anything. And you don't walk around, you know, smiling like some, you know, idiot clown. Right. But I mean, just Paul, but you're in a certain social situation. Why, why go in there? with a depressed look on your face, put a little smile on your face.
5: Do you know who Paul Feinbaum is? So any of you guys know who that is? He's a sports radio guy and he no. has, his show is um, brought simulcast on one of the ESPNs. There are so many ESPNs that I can't tell you which one. It's one of the 30 I know. ESPN channels. I know. And he does a daily radio show. He's way into college football and he always is wearing, he's a, th- a very thin man with, with just that fringe of hair around, like, his ears and the back of his Fein, head. I don't Feinbaum. know what that's called. Feinbaum, yeah. And um, he's very thin, and he's always dressed in, like, a jacket and a shirt, no tie. Um, and he's really – he is fascinating. So Kevin has it on during football season, so I see it all the time. He's really fascinating to watch because he looks, he looks like the sternest, most unhappy man. And that's mm-hmm. not who he is at all. It's just his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he smiles, he looks like an 8-year-old excited little boy. It is you such a I mean? difference when he smiles yep. when he doesn't smile. And he's he's never like he's not one of these like angry talk guys. He's mm-hmm. just he just loves football and he just knows everything there is to know and he's really jolly and he is great with everybody. But when he laughs, like genuinely laughs and smiles, you see all of the years fall away and you see the little boy that yeah. he was.
7: Yeah, it does make you look younger and people don't realize that. I mean, I mentioned it before. If you look at, I've, I've got a coffee table book of the Rolling Stones, the you know the history of Rolling Stones since, I don't know, since they were like 18, 19 years old and they're always um, angry looking, the angry young men, right? The bad boys of rock and roll and all of that. Up until about 15 years ago, when somebody said, "We're going to look like grumpy old men if we don't smile," so all of the photos that were publicity photos, they either had a big smile, laughing, or they're—it's uh, a you know a softer smile, but a smile nonetheless. I'm telling you, it's a key, especially if you're working with people. I don't know how salespeople who can't put on a phony smile ever get a sale.
5: Well, you make people when you. <laughs> Even if you're in a perfectly fine mood, you make people nervous, I think. Because they're, they're like, did I offend you? Are you angry?
7: Yeah. Is something yeah. wrong?
5: That's now, an interesting way
7: to look at it, right?
5: You don't want to come at somebody like smiling like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Here's Sherry. <laughs> you don't want to do that. No, you
7: don't either. want to do that.
5: Right? Yeah. But it's one of the things, like I study people who have naturally very serious, severe kind of faces. And I wait for Mm -hmm. them to smile to see if they, if that same thing happens, if Mm -hmm. like suddenly you see the, the little part, the little child that's hiding inside all of that. And there are plenty of people, you can't help your face. You know, there are plenty of people that, that have resting Grinch face and they don't mean anything. <laughs> but it. you can change it.
7: I mean, you can't change your, well, you could change your nose if you want to get plastic surgery, but I mean, you can't change your height. There's a lot of things about yourself. You can't change, but that's one thing that doesn't cost anything. And everybody can do it. Everybody can smile.
5: And yet, so, you know, people that are not like in our kind of business, um don't walk around constantly thinking about what their face is doing what do
7: i look like i I, you know i think i got a lot of that from the 10 years on television
5: i I, I know that you did
7: yeah i'd see myself on camera and i'm going oh man you look really pissed off don't do that anymore that's not what you're there for so anyway if the sales are down and you're a salesperson you know maybe give that a try It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and
1: Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at bobandsherry.com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to $100. Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from Bob and Sherry.
2: The fun size podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. I don't
5: know if you guys have been like, you know, besieged by commercials for Will Smith's new movie. It's called emancipation. It's in theaters now, but it's also on Apple TV plus in two days. So if you wanted to watch it at home, you could watch it Friday on Apple plus. Um, So Will Smith's been talking about it. I've seen the commercial for it. I can't even tell you how many times. And he said that he gets that you may not be ready to forgive him and, you know, watch him in a movie or feel in any way kind toward him. But he said that it's killing him that what he did, his moment of rage, he said, I was just gone. This was a rage that had been bottled up inside of me for a long time. It doesn't justify my behavior. I just lost it. And he's so upset that he's destroyed this movie. He said, Emancipation is the director's masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. Everyone from the director of photography to all the actors, they've done some of the best work in their career. And the idea that they might be denied because of me, it's just killing me.
7: I bet it is. Did he happen to say say what the uh, uh, origin of his anger was prior to slapping Chris Rock? he,
5: He said that there were a lot of complexities. I think that was the word he used, a lot of complexities that he had been bottling up things for a very, very long time. But he said, and this I thought was interesting. And he said, but you know what? At the end of the day, I just lost it. And I'm ashamed. like he, he really, okay. he didn't, he didn't try to say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he was like, I, I, I just lost it. And he went on to say about the movie that, um, it is like that. These are these people in emancipation, um, these people, they came to this movie and they trust it that Will Smith, you know, this was before the slap when they filmed this movie. Sure. They trusted that, and that he was going to give it everything he had, and so they Mm -hmm. could give it everything they had. And Mm -hmm. he said they were they came and they were down for me, and I just hope that their work will not be tainted by this horrific decision on my part.
7: Would Um, you consider
5: going? I'll probably go. Well, I'm probably going to watch it um, maybe this weekend on on Apple. Yeah, on Apple Plus. It's in black and white.
7: Does it have to do with uh, civil rights? The, the name of the movie is emancipation.
5: No, it has to do with slavery. Like it's it's way slavery. Back.
7: It's yeah, okay. way back. Mm-hmm.
5: And the I don't, Max. Have you or Doc seen any of the trailers for this? I, I, I guess because I, have no. I, no. I haven't seen a thing.
9: I haven't seen a thing.
5: I think because I've been watching. I've been catching up on some shows on streaming platforms. And mm-hmm. Olivia and Caremia were home, and we had like multiple movie nights. That must be why I'm seeing so much of it. It's in black and white, and it looks intense. And Will Smith, when I first saw the commercial for the first time, I didn't realize I was looking at Will Smith. Really, he's way he's way aged up for the movie, and Mm -hmm. he. It's a very intense uh, trailer. Anywho, I just wanted to share that since the movie hits um, streaming this Friday night, that he he himself has said, "I did a bad thing. I'm Mm -hmm. ashamed." Punish me. Don't punish these other people who worked so hard. I
7: I think he feels absolutely horrible about what has happened to his life, his career, and those around him, including Chris Rock. Uh, He has become a spectacle. He was a very dignified uh, man. And by all accounts, he was uh, a funny father. I think one of the things that was probably um, really eating at him prior to the slap was all that publicity about his marriage with uh, Jada. And, you know, is this, is this an open marriage? Is she involved with an, another guy? I mean, it was very uh, misty, you know, the way he would answer questions back then. And, and when you answer a question that has to do with something serious, like your marriage, and it's not direct, all that does is cause press today, to dig a little bit deeper. They never let it go until they get the answer. I think that was part of the thing. And then, you know, Chris does the joke about her and all of a sudden we got a guy walking down the uh, runway t- to slap the crap yeah. out of somebody.
5: Just I mean, ignited. I don't know,
7: but I think we have all we all heard those, right? I mean, if you keep up with the media at all, you all heard those uh those stories. I don't know if they're true.
5: It's a shame if It's a shame if the movie is punished, because Will Smith is not the only person involved in it, No, but you can see it for yourself. I mean, you can go to the movies right now, but you can watch it at home this Friday night. It's called Emancipation. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
6: So let's join Lamar. I'm taking a time out from my regular movie review to talk about something important to all of us during this holiday season. What would that so be, you did, Lamar? <laughs> so you didn't go to see
7: a movie, in other words?
6: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. But let's, let's let's don't focus on that. Let's go uh-huh. with this. You know, this is a time of the year when the entire family gets together, and that includes the ones that you could easily do without. So what you have really got this time of year at Christmas time, you've got a bunch of people that you really don't get along with, crammed into a limited amount of space. And it's then the most stressful time of the year. I mean, I want to kill my own self during this time of year. <laughs> yeah. You
5: know, That's dark. But okay. That,
7: <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think bringing up suicide this time of the year when the days are short is is never a good idea, Sherry. I, I but wanna go with the people. Yeah, movie I do too. I don't know where we're going though.
6: <laughs> well, with, with that in mind, I've got a list of Christmas movies that you can use for a diversion to keep all that arguing down to a minimum. Oh, and what okay. I have done is I have grouped the movies to fit the characteristics of the individual family members. So this, is not,
9: me?
7: this is not an excuse to not get your butt out of the uh, house, to go to see a movie, sit there, review it late at night, and get up early in the morning.
6: No, 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 nothing like that. I've been working on this for a long time. I've been trying to put this together cuz this is like a public service, huh. okay? Okay. Now, first off, for that overbearing father-in-law, why don't you set him down in front of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Now, of course you know always you are a dis- good. <laughs> of course you know that you are a disappointment to him because he's always going to feel that his daughter married beneath her. And the only possible way that you could ever please him is to produce some beautiful grandchildren and then die very young and very heavily insured. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But by watching this movie, he's got to realize by seeing Clark Griswold in action, his daughter could have done possibly a little bit worse than you.
7: That's genius. That's genius right there. That's very good. All
6: right. And it is a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Yes. Now, let's move along to that deadbeat brother-in-law that owes you money. All right. For this guy, I suggest that you should let him watch It's a Wonderful Life,
9: mm-hmm. because
6: here's a movie where the bad guy is the banker whose crime is the fact that he wants to be paid the money that he's actually owed.
9: Mm-hmm. This
6: makes him the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But now your deadbeat brother-in-law can take comfort in the fact that he's actually doing you a favor by not paying you back the money he borrowed, therefore making you a far better person
5: so both of you win you get to look good and your brother-in-law gets to let go of the guilt absolutely and you could also
6: pretend what life would be like if he had never been born
9: okay
7: there you go <laughs> of course you don't get your money back you know that's perpetuating that's, that uh, but you
5: get moral superiority
7: that's exactly
6: right and there is a downside uh, all right. right now
5: everybody
6: has got these members what i would do is i would group these together take your geeky cousin the know-it-all uncle and your grandparent that has dementia and put them all in the same room watching the little-known sci-fi classic Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> now,
5: this That will seems give mean, uncle... Lamar, I have to say. That seems mean-spirited to do to Grandma.
7: You're on your own well, here, Lamar. Well, You're on your own.
5: Let me explain
6: this. This will give your uncle a chance to show what he knows about Martians your cousin can be proud that he knows the trivia fact that this was Pia Zadora's acting debut and your confused grandparent they really won't care one way or the other but at least they won't be wandering around the neighborhood and holding up everybody's lunch oh, <laughs> I mean the main thing with these people is you need to
5: know where they're at hang on
7: <laughs> a- hang on for a second Lamar hey I thought it was dark before
5: it's getting darker it's getting in here. darker
7: yeah <laughs> Yes.
5: somebody needs to plug in the tree go ahead
7: <laughs> it's it's like midnight in Calgary
5: so go on because go, go, I'm, go I'm, I'm trying to we're, be with you
1: yeah go ahead
6: now, now another thing I suggest you might do is you take your sister's bratty kids that don't know how to behave and you put them in a the dark room watching Gremlins and A Nightmare Before Christmas Yeah, it's going to scare them, and they won't be able to sleep on Christmas Eve, but that's not really your problem, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? If your sister had used a little discipline over the years, we wouldn't be having this discussion to start
7: with. So she's paying the price.
6: She's paying the price. Yeah, I I like that. All right, now, everybody has the drunk cousin. What I suggest you do with a drunk cousin is put him in a room and let him watch the first Die Hard That'll be good for at least a 12-pack of beer. And you won't see him for quite a while. Now, the downside to this is he'll spend the rest of the afternoon drunk yelling, "You be yay Mother Uh-uh. And
5: <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's a that ve- might
6: get a little annoying. But yeah,
7: and what's Grandma
5: with the Martians going to make of that? Yeah, right?
6: Right.
5: <laughs> now, if you happen to have an old maid aunt
6: who's never been married, hates kids, is absolutely humorless, and is so prim and proper that it makes your teeth hurt, there's only one thing to do. You put her in a room by herself and let her watch Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. She will leave halfway through the movie. You will never see her again. But don't sweat it. She was not going to leave you any of that money anyway. That is brilliant. That is a problem solved. What thought you gave to that? Now, after you've handled all these family members that you could do without, and you get rid of all these people, I want you to gather your spouse and kids together. I want you to pop some popcorn. I want you to watch a Christmas story for all the laughs it'll give you, and then pop in a Charlie Brown Christmas and get that warm, fuzzy feeling about what Christmas is really supposed to be about, and enjoy your holiday.
7: That's beautiful.
5: There he is. What a warm and happy ending that was. What a great
7: way to bring it. And he got away from the dementia and the other things that we we were dealing with for and worried about for a and few minutes. Drunken there.
5: money lending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Lamar, I think you speak the truth, though. I do.
7: There you go, folks. Some great ideas for your family and your Christmas
5: <laughs> from the
1: People's Movie Critic. <laughs> Thank you, okay, Lamar. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something! Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, The Book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He is a double blowhard. Mixes from the Scone Goddess, ah. Candles, <laughs> Mother of All Mothers merch, and much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at Bob and Sherry.
2: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at Sherry.com.
7: So I've decided not to watch very much cable news. It's uh, starting to bore me a little bit. It's so repetitive. And uh, I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do? Let's let's see uh, some of the movies that are out, right? No, no, man, don't do that. Don't go back to The Sopranos. Don't get something new. So I watched The Christmas Story Christmas. With you know the story of Ralphie and Peter's Billingsley played Ralphie you know thirty years ago He's now is now grown up and he goes back to his hometown Haman, Indiana fictional place and I thought it was pretty good you know for what it was it's better than a Hallmark movie and I watch uh, watch how they run ooh, which is ooh, a spoof ooh. of uh, Agatha Christie uh style of a murder mystery slash comedy. And I just thought it fell in its face. I just, I was so bored with the thing.
5: Do you, do you know the expression damned with faint praise? It's an old fashioned expression. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damned with faint praise. The Christmas story movie. I mean, it's better than a Hallmark movie. Ouch. <laughs> Let me go get one of those donut that's pillows what, to sit on. Ouch. <laughs> that,
7: that's exactly what it was. And I'm, I'm looking around and I come upon in the documentary area, a movie called Italian American. And I wonder, what is that about? And it looks like, you know, the story of an Italian American family in lower uh, New York, lower Manhattan in New York. And maybe what, what it was like, you know, living there and all. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm watching an interview by Martin Scorsese as about a 23-year-old college student at NYU interviewing his mother and father. And it was fascinating. It's less than an hour. Do you remember the character she played
1: in Goodfellas? Yeah, she played uh, Joe Pesci's mother. She yeah, played Joe yeah, Pesci's yeah, yeah. mother and they brutally murder
7: a guy and then bury the guy or dig the guy up. There's some, some horrific thing in the middle of the night and they go back to Pesci's house. And here comes, here comes Pesci's mother, little short Italian lady.
3: What are you, what are you doing here? What are you, oh, Vinny,
7: you're here too. What, you, let me go. I make you, I got some pasta. You sit down, you sit down. And she was perfect for that role. This is an interview with her and her actual husband in their Little Italy apartment in the 1970s. And he's practicing to become a great filmmaker. And here's what I noticed. She is sitting on a couch next to her husband. He's got this world weary sort of Italian older guy look on his face, but she's just bubbly. She's just, she's looking around. And if you've worked in television or or movies, you know, the interviewer is going to have the camera right over his shoulder. So she looks at the interviewer and thus pretty much into the camera. Well, Scorsese set up another camera to her left, but you don't see it. And, and she's turning to talk to the, the other camera guy. Cause it's like, I got some people in my apartment. I usually yeah, yeah. don't have all this equipment. So I got to talk to this guy over here. I'll talk to my son. I'll talk to my husband and kick his ass when it needs kicking. And, uh, I'm going to just keep talking. She talks and talks and she keeps turning to the left and you can't see because the guy's not supposed to be on camera. You can't see who she's looking at or talking to. And I'm thinking to myself, Scorsese, um, tell her to look at you we don't we don't know and then it occurred to me if he did that he would have shut down her energy yeah at that yeah. at that point she, she would have said oh my son wants me to look straight ahead here now she's going to be sitting up now she's going to be thinking about she can't turn to this guy but what do we get we get an italian woman in the 1970s who and i'm not joking is sitting on a floral couch That's covered with, guess what? Plastic. Plastic.
5: Clear plastic.
7: Pure. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And that's what they're sitting on. And they're telling these amazing stories about how, you know, they lived in a four-bedroom apartment, each of them, with about 12 relatives. Literally, that's not an exaggerate. 12. I think the father had 14 people in four rooms. And they're telling these amazing stories. But I just thought to myself, he knew. As a director, if he had told her, Ma, just look at me, it would have shut down her energy and she wouldn't have been the character that she came across as. And that is why, one of the reasons why, that guy is such a great director. It's called Italian American and it's on, I think, Netflix right now. I'm going to
5: have to watch that. That sounds like a
7: tone movie. Oh, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.